Welcome to a new episode of Culture Hang with me, Hannah. And me, Holly. Where we talk about popular culture and it's fresh, it's new, it's hot. Off the press. Off the press. That's so us. And sometimes it's not. Maybe that's what we should have called the podcast. Hot fresh off the press. Yeah. Does anyone object? (laughs) Name change? Also, if anyone has any thoughts, we have been thinking for a while about changing our podcast uh, thumbnail picture or whatever you call that. We just are unsure of what what we should change it to. If anyone has any thoughts, appreciate it. Yeah. Do you like pink? Do you like the font? Yeah. I think we'll stick with pinks. Yes. We're pink gals. Uh, That's where we're at. Um... (laughs) If you do want to get in touch with us about that or anything else, or you've just enjoyed yourself, you've hated it here, there is um, <laughs> there's social media in the description just to get in touch with us. There's also a link to our Patreon there mm-hmm. where yeah. we do what? We do two bonus episodes per month. One is Celebrity Corner where we talk about a celebrity we love, we're confused by, a coupling that we don't really understand. Um and there's not really enough to talk about on the main pod a lot of the time so we've talked about Florence Pugh we've talked about Ezra Miller twice now we've talked about yeah that didn't really work Lee out Michelle. Did not enough to talk about on the pod talks about them twice <laughs> does a like double episode. yeah um so yeah so if you want to hear more of our thoughts about different celebrities head on over there we also do bad book club where we read free what's considered trashy novels but they're not trash we love we love we love we, we love, love we love read along with us and we talk about them at the end of the month so yeah yeah and we will take any recommendations we truly will um so if you are coming back welcome back if you are new um welcome hope you enjoy what we like to do is just start with some general things we've seen this week before we get into the hot and heavy topic that we have chosen to focus on. And it is heavy, heavy. I would say it's heavy, heavy. <laughs> yeah, exactly what she said. Um, do we have a quick Ned Fulmer update from last week? We do, because the Try Guys did a response. Yeah, if you want to just, if you want any context, we have the whole podcast from last week yeah. on that. But in brief, before Holly takes you through the update... Ned Fulmer, one of the Try Guys, decided mm-hmm. to cheat on his wife. And then they fired him. With an employee. Oh, yeah. Forgot that. Who was also engaged <laughs> for 10 years. Oh. Or not engaged for 10 years, was with her partner for 10 years. Anyway, so what has been the update? They have sat on a couch. As you would. And have spoken to the camera. As you would. And I can't remember what they called it, but it's something like... Um, it's on their Instagram if you want to go. It's on their Instagram, it's on their TikTok, it's on their YouTube, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's a five minute video. But they basically lay everything out. They talk about how they're disappointed in a lot of things. But it's it's scripted, you can tell. But there are points where they, they all break character. And the main person, I think, I think it's a last, it's going to become a lasting meme, is Eugene Lee Yang is sitting on the, in the end of the couch. The furious. So like, I've never seen anybody look that visibly angry before, and no. but cont- barely containing it. And I think it's like people talk about Zach's nearly crying in the middle at several points. Keith is just like disappointed dad. Disappointed and then dad. Eugene looks murderous. Thing is, I, <laughs> I tried to explain the whole drama to my brother over the phone the other day. Several points he was like, I do not know who you're talking about. I was like, just listen. Just listen. This is gonna, the, you need this for context for life. Absolutely. Because like, how are you just existing without knowing I about this? I know. So I was just giving him everything. And so I sent him this video. <laughs> and even he, no knowledge of everyone, he went, the one on the left. <laughs> Love it. Like, 
because that that's just the energy you need in these situations but they've oh, also yeah. uploaded their podcast i think the tr- well. it's called the tripod which is actually it's really a very clever. good name <laughs> better than our name so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry um but yeah I, I, did, I haven't listened i've got to admit i've heard clips same and the main clips are they address the speculation that they all had the same Canva account that the um, things came from. I know because we discussed this last week and we were like, wait, it seems it just like, a like culminated <laughs> yeah. that they all had the exact same post. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why. It's because they shared theirs with Ned first. And then they, and they said were Ned... angry with him because yeah, like, of course yeah. they would because then it does make it look like they all cultivated it uh-huh. with him. They and they're trying to separate themselves yeah. from him. But and yet, uh, so that was quelled, which I think was quite an interesting thing that they addressed. But I think what they have done, it's not like they've navigated it really well, but I think they, oh, I think they are have. doing a really good yeah. job. And we've, we're so used to just PR disasters. Yeah, I'd give them credit for doing good PR in this instance. So they've done like their official statement. They say we're going to share more yeah. as time goes on. But we've obviously, we've had like three weeks or something to deal with this. And we knew, as soon as we knew it was coming out, we were like, oh, right, okay, action stations. And Zach was the one in the office. The, he was the only one there that had to, like, deal with everything as it started to happen. Oh, Everyone God, else was away. It must have been away. very traumatizing for him. He's, <laughs> like, a little boy. Like, I know. he really couldn't handle that. Although I've been loving his Twitter at the minute. I don't follow him, but I just keep checking in. He's liking the most, like, the funniest stuff. He's just creating memes at this point. I think he's just had enough. Just How, fair like, enough. I think we were discussing something earlier this week where like if something so extreme happens to you sometimes the only reaction is to find it the most funniest thing ever you have to you have, you have to, to and laugh like, yeah because otherwise you are just going to be in despair and i know that's not the healthiest <laughs> yeah. way to deal with things but if you lose a friend and a business yeah. partner that you've had for however long over something like this yeah and you you would feel betrayed you would Absolutely, be like yeah. how could you do that it's jeopardized mm-hmm. however you want to say that word jeopardized <laughs> Je- that word our whole careers yes yeah we've worked for you for 10 years yeah we worked hard at this and something you've done Mm. could affect all of that Mm. and also you are our friend how could you hide that from us we hang out with your wife yeah the whole time and like that must have felt so bad that you would just have to laugh i would just have to be like i just can't imagine if one of my friends did that i would just be like ha what (laughs) i'm sorry what you let me sit there mm. with your partner yeah that whole time and you knew and yeah. like because yeah. I, I would feel like a fool as well i feel Absolutely. like I, I don't want them to think i'm complicit and that i've colluded in this yeah because like you haven't so i think they've handled it really well and i think whoever if and it might be because they're good people they have their own company i don't know but it seems whatever it's like a break away from the crisis PR management stuff that we've mm. used to seeing, which is like if there's allegations brought out against somebody, they go to a crisis PR person, normally in the New York office, and then it's this very like they complete deny all allegations, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like I, it's not like they've been honest, but I think they've been. Like, I think they have. I think decisive yeah. and trying to do the right thing. And I think like the thing is, I think they were honest, and I think they were able to be honest and mm. do the right thing because they hadn't actually done anything wrong yeah no, i think that's haven't. why like i think <laughs> yeah. that's why it's being dealt with so well yeah. because in this instance they can be honest and yeah. it be believable because they i don't know i believe them i don't think they did know no i think they seem so emotional in three different ways yeah, yeah for yeah. them to have known this whole time no no absolutely not anyway um what else really sad um oh. angelina jolie update oh yeah so um she 
I don't know if it because like we knew about yeah, this I, allegation, but everyone's I'm acting confused like confused about this. This information's yeah. been out there for a while now. Exactly. Not that that makes a difference. No, no, it's no. Because the details are in more mm. graphically filled mm-hmm. out, if you like. Um, so if you would like to go and see what she has alleged against him on that plane, but it is incredibly violent. Like it's oh, it's so awful, awful, and just terrifying like absolutely terrifying but it does kind of make sense why he now has johnny Depp's johnny depp's legal team which oh, is what we were speculating sure. about yeah. a couple of weeks ago wasn't it? it was like okay something big is gonna happen something bad is gonna happen and there's also this back and forth over a winery and i think it's like they're somehow tied to each other the two this was the winery. Cases. yeah they are they are bec- well it's it's just that the winery came because that's what he's suing her over and she's oh. i think her defense will probably be like but i like because he's suing her i believe because while i don't think there was an explicit agreement mm. there was a belief that they would own it together and if either one was to sell they would inform the other and she didn't she sold it to the what she sell, sell it to the russian oh, yeah. oligarch or whatever um which was a rogue move but whatever um and i think so that's his argument saying mm. you should have told me this is like because now who wants to be he's in business with a russian oligarch like that's yeah. just i mean is that the ultimate revenge <laughs> from her just be like ruin the business yeah but she did that and then i might be misunderstanding but i think her like counter argument is i didn't want to be in business mm. with you because this is my experience right, with you right, i have right, divorced right. you these are the reasonings yeah. and i shouldn't have to be that i don't Tied believe in. that agree- agreement is upstanding anymore right. which would be true like why would you yeah. make why would he believe that was maintained this agreement that neither <laughs> of them would sell yeah. after he's like being abusive mm. like as it seems but once again i feel like what we said in our podcast on this is we just don't want to see another massive publicized Mm-mm. trial no um but i just i hope that she gets some justice and obviously mm-hmm. this is always awful to hear about i yeah. never want to hear it no. again but and i will continually and the other thing that i saw and it was i don't know why i keep getting m ratikowski's same but by, like someone suggested <laughs> this and i'm so down m ratter and julia fox having a podcast <gasps> give it to me now or just julia fox by herself yeah but like I, I think they would be a good pair i think they would riff off each other yeah i don't know although why. i think julia is smarter than m but that's not really why. If they were men, maybe I wouldn't be saying that. Yeah, so this is true. I feel like if a very attractive man was coming yeah. forward with views, everyone would be like, "He's so intelligent." Did you yeah. guys know he was and this intelligent? Do you know? And I'm not saying she's not intelligent. I just think like when we've looked into her in the past, her takes on feminism—it's like she's just discovering it and f- telling people about it in real time, which is that's fine. true. But like, I feel like we all have a moment like that we do, where, like, we do. But I'm sure when we first discovered feminism, we weren't given the hottest takes. No, <laughs> and fair enough. I feel like whenever I do see a TikTok, she's always like giving a book reference or something. Yeah, I'm like, what no, the hell? Like, I feel like she has reading. done her research. She's done her research. Like, no offense to me. Actually, full offense to me. Sometimes I throw an opinion on here. What, where is the evidence? Where is the backup? Your gut instinct. Gut instinct. <laughs> gut instinct. Like, I... Sarah, okay, Julia Fox, I do prefer. Gotta say it, just love yeah, Julia I, Fox. Yeah, I think that might but, be as well. Honestly, I do feel M. Ratter could replace me right here, right now. And I think she would have a better take on no. those things. No, I do. At least a Don't more educated one. No. More educated, for sure. There's no. like, That girl is reading. She is reading the literature. <laughs> 
agree. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not reading the feminist literature. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, <laughs> we took a, we took a, a, a weird. Re- turn. I want to be M. Rada. <laughs> yeah, probably is a lot of like my own jealousy, and well, that yeah, she's considered course, the most yeah. beautiful woman in the world, and like all this stuff. Mm. Anyway. So there was speculation that her and Brad Pitt have been hanging out or there's something, something going on. Okay. Because I don't know why everyone's now like, who's he going to land on next? It's a distraction. Yeah, this distraction from From the trial. Also, he's got a skincare line now. Yeah. Just move on from that. Because he looked like a corpse on the front of that GQ cover a couple months ago. He truly (laughs) did. Corpse core. I'm here for it. But in response to this on TikTok... She then goes on this kind of like half-baked turn, trying to turn it around, being like a, talking about feminism and stuff. And people are just like, oh, okay. Well, actually, Em, you could talk about, in in respect to, no, it's kind of a distraction thing. Oh, so she might be dating him. So she might be dating him, but considering the allegations that just come out against him and Jolie, and it's his production company that has done Blonde. I know, I I, uh, just that, there's so much about that, it <laughs> uh, like that proves everything to me like that's all the evidence i need that this man does not understand women and is no. a dodgy man um but which we will get onto. yeah um i think that's disappointing because the thing is at the end of the day do i believe that they are together no i don't think em ratter and brad pitt are together no. but i believe that someone's pr team set that up yeah and she's 100%. trying to defend that because well not defend it but at least not say outright it's not true because her PR team's probably in like yeah. it's probably a good move if you date Brad Pitt yeah. yeah yeah. it's the same energy as them now pairing up Gigi Hadid and Leonardo DiCaprio it, it doesn't I really make sense know. but it's Why? a similar pairing so yeah. I imagine that someone behind the scenes is going yeah let's pair up these young beautiful women yeah. with him these young beautiful women that are mothers like yeah. new young mothers so it's like supermodels they can, they can kind of go well they're not as young as usual yeah, because they're they've had babies. <laughs> they've had babies, okay. They're not children anymore. Um, but yeah, I just I do love Julia Fox. Though. I know that's off topic. Did no, I love see Julia. the advert she did where she was. Was it for Uber Eats? Yeah, and she's just um some jams. She's just ra- <laughs> rhyming everything. Oh, so good. I love Julia Fox. Well, I think not, we will do a Julia episode. I think we need to. If no one's following her on tiktok go and follow her on tiktok i feel like we've had a true evolution of how we feel about julia fox we never disliked her but we were like what's going on here yeah and then i think my obsession began when she wore those ridiculously low-cut jeans (laughs) i was obsessed why would she do that (laughs) anyway we done we are done so the way i've basically i guess the topic of today is what was the what's the name of like a biopic bad biopics i've put bad biopics technically blonde is not a biopic but it's been treated as though it's a biopic yeah and i think the the wider focus is can you truly give a voice to the victims if you make a biopic Mm. from the point of view of either the person who perpetrates the crime Mm -hmm. or as though you're kind of the person who perpetrates the crime. Yeah. It's kind of two different looks. Mm-hmm. So I personally have started with looking at Dharma. Yeah. And then talked about Blonde. Okay. What about you? I did the other way around, but let's oh do gosh. that. <laughs> so fun. So fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the other way around worked more because alphabetical order, but <laughs> I said it first. So <laughs> No, let's do Dharma first. Um, so my thoughts. So Dharma, if you've not heard, is about Jeffrey Dharma. It stars Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. 
It's by created Ryan by Murphy. Because of course. <laughs> Hello, baby boy, back again. <laughs> baby boy is back with more murders. Um, <laughs> he loves the murder. <laughs> he truly does, baby boy. Um, he also loves Evan Peters, and mm-hmm. I too love Evan Peters. I too yeah. often watch Ryan Murphy mm-hmm. shows, and I I think one big disclaimer right at the beginning: if you've watched either of these shows slash movies. This isn't directed at you. No, like no, any no, no, opinion no. we have isn't directed at you because we're not making moral judgments. No. We're just asking about it as a a thing that keeps happening. Yeah, it's more toward a trend. people creating them. Yes, and it's also, of course, it's not your fault when an algorithm algorithm is pushing these no. things to you, and they're being made based on things that people are interested in. People are exploiting that, making them. Of course, you're going to watch them. It do, yeah. Like, it's yeah. one, not against that. And I guess the second disclaimer is I personally haven't seen either of these. And so no. you can take everything that's said with a slight grain of salt. But yeah. I just didn't feel right watching them. No. Again, not a moral judgment on anyone else. That's just how I felt. And exactly. I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's how I would have always felt. I think that's probably a change in my point of view mm-hmm. more recently. Yeah. When because I've been listening to what people say mm-hmm. and I I do feel differently about it now yeah and a lot of that came from the Jeffrey Dahmer show mm-hmm. because the well we'll get into it but like the families of the victims that are portrayed on the show mm-hmm. are not happy no and, and I they never, are yeah. directly portrayed which is what I because my only introduction to Jeffrey Dahmer was through the You're Wrong About podcast okay. which I love forever and always and it's my comfort. So they did a couple of episodes on like serial killers. They did Ed Gein and they did Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And they don't, it's not like they do it well, but they do do it well. Yeah. It's just they don't go into like the gratuitous detail of what he did to people. They talk about like the police failings and the cover-ups and yeah. the, the people that he targeted were black and brown minority people who when, you know, they um Laotian immigrants, one of them, and it's this... um. Smoo. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. The, what the family of the boy? Yeah. Oh, the young, sh- the young boy. The the last the was it? The boy. last one they killed. Yeah, Conorak Sminsanophone. I'm okay. so sorry. That's definitely said wrong. But talking about like actually, he'd was he'd gone to jail for a little bit mm-hmm. because he had been found to be grooming his brother. Oh okay. And then he actually ended up killing the final guy but he'd convinced the police officers so he'd like done this awful stuff wait so jeffrey dharma had gone yeah. to prison for a little bit and then come yeah, out for, okay for being grooming grooming this boy's brother yeah and then the boy manages to escape yeah from the torture that he's undergoing he finds the police officers and then the police officers are convinced because he because jeffrey dharma's like this white man that's got a mm-hmm. job and everything he's on probation while this happens in a really like minority neighborhood he manages to convince them that that this is just what gay people do this is his lover yeah and the police officer's like yep this is all fine and i think that's the important thing like every all of the victims were vulnerable in terms of their race but also in in terms of their age and also the fact that they were mainly gay at least all like members of the lgbtiq plus yeah so and also you're not because you're a marginalized group already he was picking people off yeah. in like gay bars and bathhouses and like they had to kind of organize within themselves being like somebody is killing us from the inside yeah because there is like the police and, won't do anything and literally like that is 
that's the main story there that <laughs> it's about police corruption rather than it being about yeah and i think the thing that is sad as well is that that's not changed like that's no. something that that's no. the sort of people that are targeted now mm-hmm. it's a similar thing like it it's not exactly the same but you see it with women yeah as well and trans people specifically mm-hmm. as well like this it's not new in that people they are found because they're vulnerable mm-hmm. and then when it's told to the police it's portrayed as like oh it was a sexual activity gone wrong yeah. is what we're still getting oh, now they were um they were a sex worker so yeah so like it, it, you know they're in the wrong yeah. they're the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and we still get that now and i think that's why i i just feels a little bit uncomfortable and then and then so this was one of the big bits of the controversy that netflix had tagged it under lgbtq i cannot believe this no like i yeah it's a, it was a mistake i don't get well not mistake it i guess it was intentional mm. but it's just of all the things that ryan murphy has done mm-hmm. to portray gay representation (laughs) yeah whether people think that was done correctly or badly and i know that there's different views Mm. why tag this one under it why just because he was gay he he was a deeply unwell person and also calling it monster jeffrey dharma isn't is it's not like it's not useful but i think it's like it's hit up in this true crime thing, but you're not telling the story any differently because you're still focusing on him. Yeah, I don't think... I think it was... So my... The thing that I would have changed were I Brian Murphy, among yeah. others, is that I think there's some value in showing how victims are usually vulnerable members of society mm-hmm. and um, in marginalised groups, which means mm-hmm. that they are not given the attention they need and the police don't take it seriously enough no. and it's not investigated properly and that is mm-hmm. something that still happens today i think there's a lot of value in trying Absolutely. to show that but i think there's value like the way that i would think would be more valuable to show that would be a fictional story drawing from real events yeah because what i don't love is the fact that in a way the show kind of also um re-victimizes families yeah, yeah. and also the the fact they weren't consulted I can't believe or and contacted when they used word for word their testimonies. I know is their it most Rita, vulnerable, Rita Isabel? Yeah, their most vulnerable moments in someone's yeah. life. No one wants to be giving a testimony in court mm. for one of their family members that was brutally killed. Yeah. That is the worst moment of people's lives. Yeah. That is not something anyone ever wants. And to not even contact someone, yeah, it's because as well they're saying, well, you don't have to watch this show. If you're the family, you don't have to watch this show. So how are you really living your trauma? Because if they're using word for word your testimony, yeah. how are people not going to go up to you and say, oh my God, that was so moving. I just saw oh, it on the show last oh, night. It's really sick, about isn't it? your words that you said about your dead family member oh, who was brutally murdered. Yeah. How do you get, like, I don't know how they've got away with that. Mm-mm. Why would they not even let them know? I don't know. At I- least contact them. It's just if, and like I think we first came across, it's not in the same degree, but it's a similar issue when Pamela Anderson was like, I don't approve Pam and Tommy. Yeah. I don't like this. And people were just like, oh, okay, anyway, carried on. And then, you know, what's her face? Lily James, who plays Pamela, was trying to, you know, reach out to him. was like, hopefully one day she'll talk. It's like, but you've you've actively done something that she she doesn't agree with you could have that surely would be the first thing you would think of would be i'm gonna contact her it's a very it's not like she's just playing pamela anderson in like a documentary about her Mm -hmm. on baywatch for example or like a docuseries style thing she was 
playing Pamela Anderson in one of the worst moments of Pamela mm-hmm. Anderson's life. And it's yeah. something that a lot of people experience now mm-hmm. with revenge porn. Yeah. How would you feel? I don't want to see that. No. I don't want people to bring that up about my life again. Because, I would at least yeah. want to be contacted. Yes. At the end of the day, they have the freedom to do whatever they want. Yeah. But I would want to be contacted so I can prepare it's myself. My story. And like the fact that it is, I didn't realize, but you watch there's things side by side. I saw it on Twitter and I had the family member speaking out and you just think like this is sick like this is bad. you've done this with this like this big dramatic moment and it's this big climax and it's it is heartfelt because it's true and it's real but it's you didn't she didn't consent to this no. and you're making her relive this like you said the most traumatizing moment in her life yeah and the whole thing about being filmed in courtrooms like this was a criminal trial this should never have been accessible to the public like in this way not in the yeah not in the way i don't think it should have been filmed ever and the because fact it, glor- yeah. it makes him into a celebrity again which is it what's been does. happening when when was his when was he murdering people the 80s 90s 90s so this has been happening for 30 years yeah. of people making this man into a celebrity yeah why do i know his name i know and why do i not know the victim's name exactly how are you giving the victims a voice when the only name i still know yeah. is jeffrey Dahmer? exactly like i shouldn't know that i don't no. but like and it's not just it's not just happened here. Brian Murphy is not the only person to have done this. And I no, think it's, no, no, no. It's almost I'm I'm not going to say it's unfortunate for him because it was his choice, but it I can see why he went this way because mm. they're so popular. True crime is so popular at this point in time. These films are coming out all the yeah, time. Yeah. It just seems that this has been maybe the turning point. I think specifically because he was using word for word testimonies. Yeah. Mm. But I know there was similar backlash to um, Zac Efron as Ted Bundy because that was sort of making Ted Bundy seem like he was this intelligent guy. And like attractive yeah. and like a kind of charming. You could see why. But he was he was also sick in the head. Like, and also these people are deeply a unwell. A white man. Yeah who was capable of getting away with these sort of things because of, like, it? there was obviously prejudice and he, that led yeah. to these men being able to get away with it. Absolutely, because, again, it was, like, it was only until he took two girls from the same room and there was blood everywhere, because up until that point, they were like, she's just run off. She's mm. just run off. Like, she went... He would d- deliberately be like, oh, drive up to someone and be like, look at my... I'm injured, can you help me? Preying on people being good people and like wanting to help. Yeah, and that's how he would kill people. And it was—I don't know how many women he killed, but it was. Well, that's the thing; they don't fully know because they never yeah. got that because they didn't yeah. take it seriously. But I think this is why this isn't to reiterate again against anyone watching it because I understand people watching this and being so obsessed with true crime because yeah. I think there's an element to it, specifically with it being so popular with women mm-hmm. that often it's not always women. But, like, it's often vulnerable people. Yeah. Um, the world is scary. People, marginalized people. Mm-hmm. And there are higher numbers of those people watching these yeah. sort of things. And the, the reason is because these people are like, well, that's something that could happen to me. Yeah. I kind of like to know, like, how it's to like, escape. It's like preparing yourself. Yeah. Almost. I know yeah. that's not always the case. Some people just have an interest in this. I think there's a lot of interest in people's psychology. How do you get to a yeah. point that you do yeah. that? I, I do understand that. But often these shows aren't focusing on psychology. No. Other than in, like, a very... I would say not a good way of just mm. being like, their mum abused them. Yeah. And then they murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then you lead, it leads to a load of people being like, well, I was abused. 
and I didn't turn to abuse. So how, like, I didn't yeah. turn to murder. Yeah. So how do you view mental health? Because it doesn't always lead, or mental health and abuse, it doesn't mm-hmm. always lead to murder. You can't have no. that be your argument. And it's and it never really turns into it being like if they if there were services in place that this person mm. could, I don't know. And a lot of what the Jeffrey Dahmer you're wrong about episode she talks about like if there were after school clubs or something for lonely teenagers to go to and find community and do like activities and learn taxidermy maybe this never would have happened with jeffrey dharma like if if people are lonely and isolated and there's no industry and there's no jobs and there's no like purpose there are going to be people who slip under the net and but there should be services in place to like if you have express like dangerous mental health stuff then there should be something in place but i i just i never think that these things display um mental health well at all i think they 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 do more damaging work yeah like even the term a psychopath like things like that the fact (laughs) that like as a society people became afraid of terms like schizophrenia yeah yeah yeah, that is something people live with Mm -hmm. and manage so well and don't wouldn't hurt a fly it's worse for them than it is for the whole world absolutely and the fact that that became something that was like used as a horror trope of like oh my god the the fact that we ever had asylums as horror movie settings yeah tells you all you need to know (laughs) so if the focus isn't on like a nuanced look at jeffrey dahmer's mental health Mm -hmm. and the focus isn't for me really on the victims and if you've watched it and you do feel that it's done a good way like a good job of showing the victims then yeah. please let us know i would love to hear that absolutely but in my opinion i think the fact that you're not consulting the victims families in no. real life and you're not contacting them shows that well you're probably not focusing on the victims that much if that never crossed your mind so yeah. what is the point the yeah. point is just horror so yeah. just make a fictional show i know because it's it it is playing on it all and it's bringing it all back up again and it's to be like look at what this sick man did look at how far this cannibal sick fuck and it's just like that is a really unhelpful and i know as humans we have morbid curiosity oh we do yeah and i I myself have that i I I listen to true crime podcasts quite on the regularly and i it's not like i feel weird about it but i think like i pick out the ones that seem to do it with a bit more nuance so they look at different different kinds of crime and it's not just like women being murdered all the time because that's like as a woman out in the world you think yeah maybe i shouldn't <laughs> just hear about how people have been brutalized mm, for sure come before me but you just think like well like you said what's what's the intention what is well, what are you telling differently and except to bring it all back up again I to put you... these people the victims families under a scrutiny that they don't want because they've already had to live through it because of course it was sensationalized when it came out because yeah. it's it's different and it's weird and it's like the oh, edges yeah. of human society like and it's who it involves as well because yes. like so at this point we're kind of dealing with like in the 90s america the aftermath of the aids crisis kind yeah. of but it's yes. still partially going on at That's this point such in time point, so at yeah. this point throughout the aids crisis mm. gay people specifically but all of the lgbtia plus community are just treated as villains who are being punished for for what they're doing no one wants to touch them Mm. that's why it's such a big deal when you have all these female like gay icons going and hugging them because people were like oh my god now looking at that now it's like okay well they were just being a decent human but at the time that was like why would she do that why would they do that like and i think that's so interesting that you go from that 
and it's almost seen like a plague on that yes. sort, you know on yeah. that community and then you have things like this coming out mm. a very big case and not the only case like this at the time no and it's like oh well it's more punishment kind of yeah. that's the mentality like, this is what the gays are up to yeah yeah, that's what they're up to. Like, I, they're all deviants. They're I don't all, know. Like, I don't know yeah. enough about it, but I would think that you would get a lot of people watching it and being like, "Well, they deserved it." Essentially, yes. like, if you're putting yourself in that position, then you deserve because it. Because he was like, he was gay, and it was sensationalized, and it's all this kind of othering people, which well, media I think loves that's to another do. Thing that, because he was gay, yes. and it's being like, "Well, look, look what yeah. they're doing now." Yeah, like I, I don't know. Twisted. And then to make that, so it becomes a big sensationalized thing, mm-hmm. and you just continue that. Yeah. And I just don't see that being a good depiction. No. Of like gay people at all. No. How is that a good depiction? <laughs> no. And like, I just feel like you're not seeing gay people sitting there going, "This is what we want." Yeah. Bring back Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Show us more of that. That's the representation we want. Yeah. So I just don't think it is. Not I don't just... think that's the representation anyone wants. No. No. Absolutely not. No. Don't. Yeah. So, and also, not to, this is, I really don't think this is the main concern, but I just feel like it's also kind of dodgy for Ryan Murphy to encourage Evan Peters to do this. Yes. After yep. specifically saying, post, so basically, this isn't the first time Evan Peters has kind of done this, um, because he did play several interesting characters in american horror stories cult so mm-hmm. i think he was manson at one point in oh, that. Was he? he played jesus at one point as well which probably wasn't where the issue stemmed from but <laughs> he was playing a lot of intense yeah cult leaders but mm. also the character he was playing very intense like it was not good mm-hmm. and there's specifically an interview with ryan murphy saying he really suffered while making it mm. cool it took him i don't know two years to recover Oh my god! Like, and they were saying he was describing um, having Evan Peters over for Thanksgiving or something, and him and I think Sarah Paulson trying to get him to eat <gasps> and just like act normally, he, and he couldn't. And oh, then there was, no. and then Evan himself said, um, in an interview, "It's hurting my soul." Oh my and god. Evan, as a person, refers to himself in third person, which uh, I think is worrying. Uh-oh. There's this massive amount of rage that's being called upon from me and the emotional stuff that's being called on me for Pose has been heartbreaking and I'm sick. I don't feel good. And in this interview, he's saying, like, I'm a fun guy. I don't like having to be angry. Like, it's not something that's good for me. Yeah. And he says all this only a couple of years ago. And Ryan Murphy, specifically knowing it takes this boy two years to recover from that, was like, do you know who would be perfect for this? You know who would be perfect for Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, where's your duty of care, Ryan? Where's your duty of care? Like, I know, like, I'm hesitant to be like, oh, poor Evan too much, because I'm sure he's been paid loads of money. Yeah, but He's still. hopefully been given appropriate care while filming. Yes. And has signed on to do this himself. But, but... it just concerns me. Why as a, like, a creator would you not th- say to him, I don't think this is the best role for you. Yeah. I don't think you should do this. You're like you're clearly in a bad way. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a serial killer bingo card. It feels like it is, and I have no doubt that Evan Peters is probably doing an incredible job in this show. That's not even a question of it. It's Mm. not about like, but it's it's about the actual ethics of the fact that the show has been created. Just create a fictional show and have Evan Peters head it. 
because then at least you've got distance and then at least you've got like you can still explore themes but it doesn't end up in like this awful awful way because they can't but again ryan murphy does this in hollywood they have this fictional ending. That was what I thought. Yeah, and that's great. I love that show. Hollywood it's so draws good. from real people and real experience. Well, it's, but it's the not... girl that chucks herself off the Hollywood sign, and that's exactly. But she doesn't do that. But also, she has doesn't a very... he change the name as well? Like, so yeah. I don't understand why how he went from doing that, where he did a good job of, I yeah. think personally, of taking real life events and then fictionalizing mm-hmm. them and making them more appropriate, but yeah. while paying homage to how awful yeah. that time was yeah, as yeah. well and how corrupt and he, it was. He made black which she wasn't and and then it discusses race in hollywood and mm, like and and like, the kkk like yeah. they, doesn't shy away from like the it's, big topics so i'm confused because this feels like it's regressed for him because it's it yeah. feels to me and i haven't seen it but like from what i've been seeing about the way they've structured it is it seems like when he did the versace like um crime what was yeah. it american crime story versace yeah. the murder of versace is very similar in the fact that it follows uh, is it andrew cunanan who killed him yeah the kill. it the follows kill. him killing other gay men essentially mm. and it feels like that this is this again do you know what it might i also read something about how it seems like he's trying to get out of his netflix deal because i didn't <laughs> i didn't twig but just saying it kind of like doesn't mirror it but the structure is similar like that was this kind of first big one that was on yeah, netflix wasn't it yeah and sure. like ending with dharma and then well, causing so much controversy that's like i don't want to but it's hear done, anymore it's done really well on netflix I like know. it's got really good numbers I, that wouldn't surprise me because i don't know why but all american horror stories is now on disney so i don't know whether it's like an attempt to, i don't know whether we'll be seeing him have a deal with disney plus soon it wouldn't surprise me yeah. i think he probably will um because ever that's what everyone's aiming for um, but he's good at like other like the other biopics like Halston was Glee. really good. Just give us Glee. <laughs> That's all we want. Give us Glee. I loved Hollywood. Yeah, you know, like I really enjoyed uh, the feud. Feud between. Oh my yeah. god, feud was incredible. And like Pose. Like I like yes. Pose. I really like Pose. I love a lot of what Ryan Murphy does, but you have to recognize that there's a lot of criticism. Yeah, and it, it's. This was a really. Strange it's getting move. harder and harder to try and defend this person, yeah. and, and not that I ever have, but. But also, it's the fact that I don't... I'm saying this all now, and this is what kind of cements for me the fact that the victims' families will not be able to escape people mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. Every place I've been in the past two weeks, I guarantee you the person I'm talking to has said, have you been watching Dharma on Netflix? Yes, absolutely. Everyone has said it to me. Yeah. And I've just gone, oh, no, I'm not watching that. Because I, I don't want to really start this political debate with this person because it's not their fault. They're going to no. watch it. It's their top <laughs> thing on Netflix at the minute. It's of course recommended you're gonna to see you, it. so it's going to It's happen, recommended. Yeah. They haven't really considered all the ethical issues. And no. do you know what? I would love it if I hadn't because it made me sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they, like, I have I, you know, I asked some people yesterday. I was like, "Did you know? Have you been enjoying it? How is mm-hmm. the structure of it and stuff like that?" Um, generally, I think people do like it. It's quite graphic. They said, but not yeah. potentially not too graphic from mm-hmm. what they've said. But then I do know that people who've been watching it and had to stop watching it because yes. they just said that they felt uncomfortable. So yeah. they came to that conclusion themselves and went, "I, you know, I didn't enjoy it after a bit." Yeah. And they also said, which is something I found with Ryan Murphy a lot recently, and I think we've said on the podcast couldn't stick the ending so all that work oh, and can't give you a good that. ending anyway <laughs> not that that's the main focus but why does he always fail on an ending now i don't know why can he not end a show he should just someone help him it. out yeah <laughs> sit him down in the main bit and be like right we need to iron out yeah. the ending but why have i been asked about that so many times <laughs> 
and like if I've been asked because I was asked as well yeah but if we've been asked in our ordinary life so many times about that if you are one of the people whose testimony is being used on a show yeah. word for word, of oh. course you're going to be asked about it. A thousand times. You're just trying oh, to live your life. Oh, you watched it. Did they get in touch? Yeah. It was great speech. Great speech. Like, Oh, it'd be so weird. Yeah. Uh. It's like, it wasn't intended to be a great speech. It was me talking about a traumatizing thing. No. It was a witness statement. It's not me- not a witness statement, but it was a testimony. Was like it, it victim impact statement? Yeah, victim impact. Which, like... I don't, I don't know. I don't even think we do victim we impact don't do them in this country. country. No, we don't. <laughs> like, what is the? What do you do with a victim impact statement? It was brought in. It was a big campaign of like victim support from Sharon Tate's mum. Love that because of what? But then it's it's kind of had this like weird, murky second life after life where actually it muddies you know the actual crime yeah thing of it but in terms of like actually having the victims it's having better i can see both discussions sides. with like having the police officers have training if they're going to talk to someone who's been the victim of a crime and not yeah. re-victimizing them so i think it was a step in the right direction mm. but now it's got this extra life that's maybe itself. not because i feel like for a jury it would be so good because they mm-hmm. get to see the actual impact but yeah. then also it could be bad for a jury because then they're being influenced by well, a it's... victim impact which yes. might not actually be a good representation the of the case yeah because there was also I but in this it was, case it was was it larry nassar the guy that abused like thousands of gymnasts oh yeah um Ooh. And he filed, like, I think that maybe, like, 50 or 80 people tested, did victim impact statements. And that was part of it, that he, if he was allowed to have a deal, he had to sit there and listen to every single one. And he tried to recuse himself so many different times because he couldn't handle it, quote-unquote, emotionally. But it was like, this is what you did to these girls, and they're allowed to sit there and tell you about I, I it. I think like, that's the good thing about it, that you should be, you should have you're that. To, you should have what that. did that happen with recent... Oh, the guy that killed um, Sarah Everard... Oh, that the police oh. officer kept. Oh, I, no, actually, no, it wasn't that. It was some some police. Oh, I tell you who it was. It was the person who'd taken pictures of oh Kobe's dead body and his daughter's oh, dead body. Yeah. Who, as the facts were being described, was going, "Can I leave, please? That was a really traumatizing thing in my life, and I want to leave." Now, why do you take pictures of it if it was you so? You did it. You did it. You listened to your crime. Yeah. You listened yeah, yeah, to yeah. the effect it had. Yeah. But they did it for Wayne Cousins as well for Sarah. Yeah, just, I think they did. And he didn't want to listen to it. And it was like, you have to. You listen. You That's the good thing her, about yeah. those things. You listen to those things. You have to. If you're ashamed of it yeah. now, then feel shame for the rest of your life. Exactly. You did it. Like, you did it. Yeah. Oh, so um, a similar thing happened when Blonde was released, I believe, earlier this week, potentially last week. It feels like a very long time <laughs> that it's been out. I have been keeping an eye out for this for a while because I think when I first discovered it was happening um, I was aware that Blonde is a fictional book that while recognising it is fictional does also trick people into thinking that it's not fictional. It's also um, Joyce Carol Oates which she's a massive American Mm -hmm. writer like huge huge American writer but she hasn't changed any names she hasn't fictionalised Who's on the cover of the book? (laughs) Marilyn because, like, oh, it's fictional, but here's a real picture of the person yeah. who I'm not changing the name of and depicting yeah. throughout this book. So she so, she basically, like, reimagines parts of it and, like, the big breakdown and, like... Yeah, really but instead of being like, oh, issues. this was a person who had, an like, a life, she goes, yeah. this is every trauma that could have happened to this person, but also may not have happened to this person. And other than yeah. that, she didn't have any life. No. Which was not true. 
So when I first saw this happening, I was like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. And then at some point, I think it was a Demois post, maybe like around last year, mm-hmm. I saw that they'd done early test screenings and that people had like walked out. Oh, really? So when I'd seen that this got a long-standing ovation at Venice, I was really surprised because yeah. I was like, interesting. <laughs> Unless they've managed to turn this film around. Yeah. Um, and then I got, I got my hopes up a little bit. I was like, I hope they've turned it around. I hope they've looked at her in a more nuanced way i really like anna de Armas. like i think it would be a good opportunity for her career i think that could have been good yes and then when the reviews start coming out they hadn't changed it at all no people can't sit through it this is another one similar with jeffrey Dahmer that mm-hmm. like people have to turn it off after 10 minutes now I'm, how did a bunch of critics sit through it and clap at the end for however long i don't know because it's actually and how, yeah, i didn't get it so I think it was in The Guardian, the review of it, they said there's scarcely a scene in Blonde in which Monroe is not topless crying, being raped or having a forced abortion. Oh, and that's the whole film. And that's that's the interesting thing as well, because it's pro-life. I can't believe they did this. So, in, okay. The, if you want an actual look at what Mar- Marilyn was like as a person, we do have a podcast on it. Yeah. And we do often... And we've tried our Yeah, there is a lot of focus on the bad things that happened, but... We do focus on the fact that she was a very intelligent woman. Absolutely. Who did so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't she set up her own production company? That which, was one of the things we which focused on. The director, Andrew Dominic, um, told interviewers that Ma- uh, Monroe's activism and success um, wrestling control from a male dominated industry through her own production company mm-hmm. were, quote unquote, not so interesting to me. No, of course they weren't, because this man. I- this man does not like Marilyn Monroe, apparently. No, he doesn't. Don't know why he did the film. Because he does not like her. And don't mm. get the impression that the writer of the book liked her either. I don't think any of them liked her. No. I think they thought she was a dumb blonde. Yeah. Because even there's quotes from the writer saying stuff like, oh, she played too much into the dumb blonde role. <laughs> did she? Or was she just, did she just dye her hair? And you all thought yeah. she was dumb because yeah. she never was. No. Did you just put just shove her into the box and then as soon as she did anything outside the box they were just like no no, no but you're just but that's you you're just because that's on. what happened what she was decided. very intelligent she had a lot yeah. of passions there's yeah. a specific story i think when she meets the queen yeah. and she's so nervous the whole time about Aww. like she's waiting in the line and she's so <laughs> nervous and like so sweet and stuff and apparently Aww. the queen really liked her and stuff like Aww. that and i just think <laughs> stories like that that she was she read so much she was so yeah. interested in you know re- <laughs> She, she read she was interested in reading yeah <laughs> um she had interest she was a person and yeah. they just present her as having this traumatic life yeah. the director also seemed to believe that she wouldn't have any female friends which factually wasn't true <laughs> she loved women yeah. there's some and i'm not one of the sort of person to speculate on this but there is rumors that she potentially was bisexual yeah. like yeah. with like quite grounded evidence mm-hmm. and this man Sat there and went, I don't think she was a girl's girl. So instead, we're just going to show every traumatic thing that could or could not have happened to her and throw in the weirdest shitty conversation where she's kneeling by a rose bush and she's having a conversation with a fetus. And then this fetus is like, you're not going to hurt me like you hurt me the other one. And she's like, but I didn't hurt you. It wasn't me. And they were like, no, but we're all me. I've always been me. And it's like, this is awful this is like something i would expect to come out in maybe like mid 90s oh yeah even before that like <laughs> yeah. I, like unnuanced like it's it's actively gone out of its way to be not nuanced oh and like just present her 
not as a like as a caricature because as yeah. well, there's this there were like you said she's topless throughout and either being raped essentially or she's in a polyamorous relationship which isn't oh, an issue except crying. for the fact that it's yeah the fact that um that relationship was fictionalized and not real so she's presented often naked or sexualized mm. throughout there is specific reports of Marilyn disliking this about her life and having yeah. to be sexualized and even reports from friends saying she's prudish she doesn't like that that was no. not something she enjoyed she didn't like no. being sexualized and no. the fact that after death she's She's in a crypt or whatever. Oh. Hugh Hefter's next to her, buried next to her. There's then also this rich businessman who's above her, yeah. turned over, facing downwards, buried above her. Ooh. Who said to his wife, if you don't do that, I will haunt you. I will haunt you forever if you don't make sure I am turned so I'm facing down on Marilyn Monroe. It's Someone who was hypersexualized so much yeah. that they were disrespected in their own death. Yeah continues to be disrespected yeah with this being shown yeah and being like don't worry she was hypersexual there's no evidence of that no there's evidence of other people sexualizing her throughout her life yeah and doing massive damage to her because that's all this aura has and again i always i always come back to this hugh hefner thing because it's just not known enough i blame him Oh, 100% because again i mean if you've listened to our playboy episode or if you've listened to our marilyn episode you'll know but he bought the photos posted them on the first issue of playboy and that launched his success she signed a release for them when she was 18 and she was starving she got 50 dollars. she got 50 dollars for them she never got saw any more money than that and the next thing is that they're plastered everywhere and that's how and it's this it's she, never got, she didn't get sent um not that that would make things better. She didn't even get sent the magazine. She never got consulted. No. She had to go and buy the magazine herself to see yeah, what to see was in what it. was released. And that's how he launched his career. And never a thank career. you. No. Nothing. But and he's buried next to her. He's buried... And when Kim Kardashian's talking to him and she's really... She doesn't want to do fucking Playboy. She doesn't want to take a top off. Hugh Hefner is there talking to both of them and he's like, but I had Marilyn on the cover of my thing. And it's this warped even in death even like this man has made his millions and he is made he could pay enough money Mm -hmm. if this was anybody else if this was you know some psycho down the road that was like oh i'm obsessed with this hollywood starlet yeah but i only have 50 pounds will you bury me bury me like facing on top of her you'd be like what the fuck sick fuck like no no but he got he had enough money that he was allowed to do that yeah and this is it feels like a similar kind of thing that they've done with this it's like do you want to see her get raped again do you want to see like all the terrible like here we go here's rape what's it tragedy porn they call it yeah the tiktok called is it jade bunsey or something like that she's like dresses you you type in jb you'll get her on tiktok okay she often dresses as marilyn or she does a lot she's very good at makeup she like um can look like anyone but often she wow. does that sort of like pin-up look and often mm-hmm. does marilyn but sometimes does it with dark hair it's, she's very very talented and i heard her criticism of blonde and it was very good very good criticism and yeah. i think it was this video or it was a stitch of that video but holly madison's commented on it and being oh. like comment like scathing of it like of the of not the of the video of the film yeah and i was like that's so interesting yeah that like essentially <laughs> You uh, have a very similar trajectory, yeah, of like just being used by this man. But you but were also, alive when it was happening, rather than it exactly. Being... So I feel like better than anyone, she'll have be like. But you know, even Holly Madison would say, if her 
film came out about mm. her life and the only focus was being in the Playboy Mansion oh. and how mistreated she was there. Yeah. Which some focus should be on that because yeah, yeah, that yeah. did factually happen and it was awful. Yeah. But if that was the only focus of her life, yeah. when now she is living, she's happily married, she has children, yeah. and if the focus was on how awful her life always was. Because of the famous man. How offended would you be? Yeah. Absolutely. Marilyn, like, she had ambition and she had so many things going for her. Yeah. But it wasn't And they chose to ignore... Well, yeah, yeah, there's a quote again from the um, director saying something like that he did speak to people who knew Marilyn. Uh, he went round her house. He went to... do. He did all this research, all this research. Mm. Didn't use any of it. And then... <sighs> so with all that research, he then... And he read every book that there yeah. is about Marilyn. Didn't use any of that. Read this book. That was it. Used that as Bible, he said. <laughs> and then there's also a quote where he was like yeah I think that's probably a better depiction unbelievable he spoke to people who actually knew her yeah. if you listen to the um, interviews with people who knew Marilyn they always say how happy she was how yeah. like and I know there's a thing about like people who seem so happy on the outside often aren't mm-hmm. but they have happy points like yeah. they, you can't <laughs> just she no clearly, one's life is this miserable like, yeah and they talk about yeah. her passion and how much she loved acting and mm. how much you know and I think what we could have had instead would be like you have like books like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, right? Yeah. People are gagging for that to be made into a oh, movie. Absolutely. And that's a and like I guess another example is Hollywood by Ryan Murphy. Mm. That you can depict Hollywood in that point as yeah. being awful. Yeah. And a lot of that's true, but you don't have to just focus on one person's trauma. No. The, and, and only focus on that. You could have mm. made an adaptation of The Seven Husbands with Anna de Armas, who yeah. would be a great fit for that role. Yeah, yeah. And depict it like that where you would be able to bring in aspects of Marilyn's life and a lot of women like Marilyn at that Mm -hmm. time while being respectful yeah and showing that like these people had other experiences in their life did you see the stuff on TikTok where people were um, it might have been Demois stuff where they were talking about how when they were filming in Marilyn's house it was just like bad vibes and haunted yeah this is stuff Anna de Armas is saying because she's (laughs) saying that Marilyn was with her the whole time that's not true no that's like (laughs) no no. I don't believe the stuff in the house at all it wasn't haunted what it was was guilt you felt guilty you felt (laughs) actually it's weird because the thing is people live in those houses like I know a lot of people oh do they I don't know if they specifically live in the one that she died in but I know there's a girl on TikTok that lives in one of her houses madness yeah like like, people are living in houses that belong to Marilyn Monroe because they're just houses in LA like So, what it was was guilt because mm. you recreated her death in the bed she died in, in Ooh. the room she died in, yeah, for everyone to see, yeah, again and again and again. Yeah, that's on you. That's not ghosts. That's your no. own consciousness saying, yeah. "Don't do that." And yeah, there was now. Then Angela Armas kept saying, "Like, oh, I felt her with me." Like the whole mm. thing. And what that is is so when people critique it, you go, "Marilyn's cool with it." Yeah, Marilyn's dead. She can't consent to a thing. <laughs> You're just using that as an excuse. And it is just again and again and let this woman rest. And I think as well, it's come out a couple of months after the Met Gala with Kim Kardashian, all that controversy about Mm -hmm. getting shoved into this dress that's now ruined and broken because... And the fact that that someone pointed this out, the dress was in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Why was it not in a museum? I know. Like, I'm sorry, I go to museums and like someone's random dress from a movie that's like no one even cares about like yeah. i'm not sure what it is but i feel like 
The only example I can think of is like Kira Knightley's dress in Atonement. I reckon that is being preserved somewhere. Or at least so. I hope it is. That's in the house stunning that dress. it was filmed Oh in. yeah, but I it would be like, it. it would only be preserved in a museum. Yeah. Why is her dress in a Ripley's Believe It or Not? Know. For money. Because they've just sold off every bit. It's like every, what, like a pound of flesh kind of thing. Like mm. any, any part of her that exists still. They just feel it's just cannibalistic, and I think that was the feeling we left with on the podcast last time we did it. And it was a while ago now, but it was like, leave her be, let her yeah. alone, and they won't, they can't do it. They can't. And I also, I do again, and it's the same thing with Evan Peters. Like, I, I'm hesitant to say that I'm super sympathetic, but I'm also quite sympathetic to Anna Damas because this could have been a big yeah, break for her. I know, I know she had like other big breaks, but this could have been like her opportunity. She could have yeah. technically gotten like Oscar nominations for this mm-hmm. role because she clearly had it in her. Yeah. But what she ends up doing is trauma porn when yeah. she... Co- and again, it's like Anna de Armas is very over-sexualized as a person. Mm-hmm. People are obsessed with sexualizing her. Yeah. What, why did she have to sit topless throughout the th- film? Like, she probably signed on to what she thought was going to be quite a serious film. I know. And it is essentially herself being exploited because in a similar it. way. Yeah. Because why couldn't she just do... Why couldn't she just be Marilyn? There's so many mm. people saying... The way, like the voice, and occasionally I think people said her accent came out, but the voice was good. Mm. Her mannerisms were good. She got it down, but then half the time she's just sobbing. Yeah. Why couldn't she? Like, it just feels like you've also exploited her. Yeah, I, I think anybody that does play Marilyn does end up getting exploited by, you know, by association. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it yeah. just seems unfair because that was. I feel like she probably went into that going like, "This is this is my break." Yeah. And bear in mind, Anna Armas came into this industry not speaking English. Yeah, like she's done. Like she's very talented. Absolutely. And then Jamie Lee Curtis said some very interesting comments oh. about working with her on um, *Knives Out*. <laughs> Potentially quite xenophobic. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a real surprise, Jamie. She was. She had the best intentions, but it came across like I was really surprised. Oh, but yeah, it was no. that sort of vibe. <laughs> no good. Oh, no. Um, also, the, I'm just not over the pro-lifeness of it. It's very uh, left of field. And I mm. think digging up our old um, Marilyn episode, she wanted to have a baby. That's the thing that, like... And she had miscarriages. Yeah, so there, the view is that she had endometriosis and that mm. led to her not being able to have children. There is some reports that potentially that was due to you know old abortions which Mm -hmm. weren't done very well and led to endometriosis Mm -hmm. and other difficulties whether that's true or not don't think it's worth speculating it could be i don't but either way i'm sure she felt pressured into having an abortion yeah but i it wouldn't be something i'd try and recreate because i don't know that it happened what i would recreate is someone who did really want children we factually know she really wanted children and had genuine struggles with that and that was a real issue for her Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't just make up like oh and then the baby was speaking to her. The, like, wh- how insulting! It's the most pro anti-abortion. And the thing, thing is, that like, you could, you could do like any kind of depiction. Yeah. You know that they're going to be like, "That's a win for us now," and they'll have that as like incorporated into something. There are some people who get abortions and they they never think about it again, and like yeah. that is just as great. But there is a lot of women who get abortions and it does stay with them. Yes. Like, it's not something that they go into doing lightly. No. 
and that's not everyone and i think it's valid whatever your reasons are mm. but a lot of people do have that viewpoint that it, yeah. it changes them it's not something they're happy that they did yeah. they're happy they had the option to do it yeah but it's not something and you see that a lot when it's health-based like if you yeah. if all you wanted was a child yeah. and you can't have that child that abortion is not something that's easy for you to live with no. we don't need to be told that no no one's going out and getting an abortion for fun we all inherently know this yeah like, that's not something that yeah. people are happy to do generally no. like even the person who goes into it as casual as they can will ha- probably have a moment where they go oh this is a bit strange yes like this is a strange thing yeah and it just seems so insulting when we know that she wanted children to be like yeah. blame her for the fact she couldn't have children <sighs> because she had an abortion which is presented as being forced on her as well mm. Yeah. To literally be like, women are to blame. Yeah. And this is like punishment. Yes, this is, you know, divinely decided that she's having this conversation with this. Oh, it's just sick. It's just like a really sick thing. And I saw the clip on TikTok and I was just like, this I is... Couldn't, I actually couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it was real. No, it didn't, I, look, it didn't look real. It looked like... At a... first I was like, this is a joke. <laughs> wasn't. An and then edit. I saw Anna de Armas talking back to it and I was like, okay, that's real. Mm. I've just thought, in t- sorry to go back to the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, but we'll wrap in a se- up in a second. I remember a couple of years ago, I saw this film. It's, I think it's called My Friend Jeffrey or something like that. And it's like, oh, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's about like the this boy that was friends with Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. in um, high school. Yeah. And I think I'd love to hear other people's opinions on it because I almost feel like that's an okay way of doing it. Because yeah. it's like, he wasn't a victim and it's just someone's mm. point of view. I think then you could look at the psychology a bit more, yeah. see the early stages if there was any evidence of it. Yeah. And I think you never see any, like there's no murders because it's prior to all of that. Yeah. So it's just him displaying odd behavior. Yeah. Or do like a, my, was it, when you talk about Kevin? Yeah. Do, like, do like you, parents. Think, yeah. Or, yeah. And then there was, um, for Marilyn Monroe, there was My Week with Marilyn that was specifically, yeah. I know that was still a little bit exploitative, but it was specifically someone's written experience mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Um, in a week. Like, I know yeah. it does, yeah, it yeah. does, you know, go further, but I think there is a way, I'd love to hear other people's opinions, but I think that is a way that you can do it if mm-hmm. you want to focus and do a biopic. Yeah. But I think this is so, another example would be <laughs> if you compared bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. as a film to rocket man yes where bohemian rhapsody was cultivated by the surviving re- members of queen who were all yeah. straight men who wanted freddie mercury to be depicted in a certain way yes whereas rocket man was you know influenced by elton john who was still alive like yes. who you know was influencing the way that film went down yeah as a man who is living mm-hmm. also a gay man who is able to like inform people about those experiences and what it was like to be living with like living in that time and with all the things that were going on and i find that an interesting comparison because i remember at some point seeing like a lot of people preferring rocket man i really like both but people saying that's because rocket man was created by a gay man like it was you know he was still alive to be able to tell them what he wanted whereas there was an in the early days, um, it was Sasha Baron Cohen that was meant to be Freddie Mercury, and they ended up not working with him because they thought he was going too far in another direction. Oh, and I'd love to know what direction he was going. In. <laughs> it was just Borat, um, but I'd love to know if he was going because I know oh, some people say it's not. I know some people say it's just not the best depiction of Freddie Mercury because yeah. I, you know other people who know and say that's not yeah. Freddie. And it, did it focus on the right things? I just mm. think it's so interesting when you do a biopic. I find it weird when you do a biopic on someone who's still alive and don't consult them. That's my yeah. number one wrong. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then people who are dead who can't be consulted mm-hmm. and you're just showing their trauma. Yeah. Then people who are just dead and had a slightly traumatic life, but you don't really focus on it that yeah. much. And then people who are alive and kind of do the film themselves. I think that's the best way to do it. Basically, Bit like of a the, weird thing to do, but... Yeah, the autobiography. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. I think maybe, maybe in future, the way you do these is based on autobiographies. Yeah. There's plenty of autobiographies out there. Mm. Because at that point, if you've released an autobiography, you're kind of implicitly consenting... Mm-hmm to your story being used yeah i do think and this is not really related to any of it but dolly alderson's everything i know about love has recently been made into a i think it's like a 10 part series it's a lot (laughs) but i always thought i mean i think as like memoirs for your early mid-20s it's really really good because a lot of the experiences are very sim like you feel like you can read yourself Mm. and blah 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 female friendship is excellently portrayed but that's her life and her friends and now it's been made again into like another level of fictionalization because they've moved it for a timeline that's going to be enjoyable for people to watch and they've all got different names and they've all got different like bits but it's all been muddled up a little bit and it's like this is weird like you fictionalized your life and you're only like 33 but and... also I, think, I wonder to what extent <laughs> her friends consented because i'm sure they were informed, i think they must have but like yeah. it's different as much as you can say like yeah sure yeah. put me in your book <laughs> How much do you don't know that? Like, that's a very like people around the world have then read that book. I know, and that it's would people's be so actual weird. experiences in the <laughs> yeah. book, and now it's on TV. Like, do yeah. they get some? Like, that was their experience that led to her success. Yeah. Do they get monetary value from it? That's a very good point. I hope so. Because like their experience led to her success. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a bit miffed. Yeah. I'd be like, you can at least you know buy me a nice meal. <laughs> What the hell? And also, like, what if they subtly change your story? Yeah, that like makes you offended in a way. Like, because what if, what if it's I don't, I don't know it, but like, what if the whole thing is you wrote about your friends, mm-hmm. and one of them is very happy with how their life is, yeah, and then it's just slightly changed. Like, what if yeah. they, what if they were like really happy being single, and yeah. then I always think about this the way it's changed because we were watching Little Women, different issue. It gets <laughs> the end. She's happy being single throughout it. Yeah, doesn't want to be married. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. This whole time she did want to be married. Now, if that happened and that was your real life, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, do you think I'm unhappy? This is it. That's like that's just really offensive in a very small way. If your friend wrote about you <laughs> yeah. and then changed your life a bit. Yeah. They, or writing about your boyfriend or like your ex-boyfriend <laughs> and stuff. Can you imagine the kind They're of... like, he was really hot. And you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> he was also yeah. horrible. Like... <laughs> Did you fancy my boyfriend? Like, we all what? knew. We all knew you'd made a mistake from the beginning. Yeah. And like you kind of, but you're writing about it in retrospect, and I just yeah, feel it's like really weird. Like I don't know a way that you can do it. I think it's if so you weird do it, to write about other people. But even like writing about yourself, I feel like you I take, can't. I think, why don't you but take Elton John's life? Yeah, I know. I think we need to remember that some people have lived more of a life. Yeah. So when you think that we need to hear your autobiography, oh, we really sometimes don't. we don't. No. And now still write it and still yeah. publish it yeah. because you could say the same to us do we need to hear you do this podcast no absolutely not <laughs> won't stop me no. still gonna do it <laughs> yeah. so if you want to write i know some of you have probably had very exciting lives and some of you much like myself pro- like great times but would people want to read about it <laughs> i could probably feel like maybe like a i could fill like a thousand pages but they wouldn't be like interesting stories it'd be like this one time this this thing happened and (laughs) oh i just forgot that you need this context to know this and also this also i never mentioned this person before but they were here (laughs) 
Whereas, like, if you've had a life where it's like, oh, and then I met the queen. Yeah. Like, that's very easy to write about those big things. Absolutely. And be like, well, the queen was there. We don't need any yeah. backup to give you. No. <laughs> I don't need to introduce you to who the queen was. Whereas, like, I'm writing about, this was my friend. You don't know her, but she was fun. <laughs> Just trust me on that. Yeah, she was a good time. I don't have the word count to expand on that, but that's believe me. really upset me if I was one of those people that put it out there. You know, we talk about this a lot. The girls that are like, I'm so crazy. Oh, and then yeah. it's just not that crazy. That would be my nightmare if I released it and I went, this crazy story happened. And then people were like, that is the most boring story. <laughs> I personally, I would go into hiding. Be like, I was boring this whole time. This whole time I was boring and no one said anything. No one told no me. No one told me I was boring. Like, I've just been boring people. I often think though I'm always like because I think when I was about 14 I was like oh it'd be so good to have like a biopic of your life like a Bronte sister biopic because like nothing well a lot happened to them in their lifetime but they also were like not too much like I think (laughs) like I know they've written a book all of them several books (laughs) so some of them not and they died young yeah and they were sickly yeah and they were like what else? They lived in the moors. Like, I would say I could fill more of a book than the Brontes. Interesting. Yeah, and I'll b- boldly claim that. Yeah, I think I could do a better job of a biopic than the Bronte sisters. Bear in mind, a Bronte sister biopic is coming out. Oh, don't even get me started. We need to end this podcast. Okay. Like, it's more biopics. Long. Yeah, guys, no. I'm just. I was actually cool so upset about all of this. I feel so sorry for yeah. the victims. I can't imagine what is going through them no right like, now. like it sounds like hell when i was i was watching videos i've linked some stuff only two but there's definitely loads out there that are really informative mm. but i'm watching them and i think this is what i'm saying like before i definitely felt differently like i definitely did i don't mm-hmm. think i really understood the gravity of it no, more, it's, en- it's entertainment it's just provided to you being mm. like oh do do oh that's yeah. a bit weird let's go watch that like and i think with the dharma one specifically with it being dealt with um by the police negligently essentially from what i can understand to have that then like i don't think people really understand the trauma of that along with the trauma of having someone murdered yeah i think most people's worst nightmare without realizing it is having not just having something terrible happen it's having Mm. something terrible happen and no one believing you that is the worst nightmare that is the worst thing that can ever happen and this happened to families whose family members had died who were young and no one believed them no and to just like it makes me so angry and it makes me so sad and i feel the same with the marilyn thing and i know some people have interesting views on marilyn where they're Mm. like well she's dead she doesn't care i'm like yeah but i just it doesn't feel right it feels it just doesn't feel like you're letting someone rest it's like you're poking the body still it's like you're like yeah it is it's just let her her be like if no one ever talks about her ever again i think that is probably the best Unless you're going to talk about the good things. things. The thing is, the director even said stuff like, he was like, he didn't think her films were good. He'd never seen her films. Why did he direct it? I don't know. He thought people just watched the films because they were pretty. Oh, for God's sake. And like, if you're going to talk about her, why don't recognise that she was good? Yeah. You didn't get places then you don't really by make... being bad. Yeah, you don't really there make... wasn't nepotism, ri- well, there was, but like not in the same way. No, you don't make biopics of people you don't like. Why has he done this? Because I think he was punishing her. I yeah. do think he was using it as punishment. Mm. The whole thing was punishment for a woman who's dead. Yeah. And has been... Oh. 
bad bad film <laughs> badly, badly done, done. <laughs> badly done um but let us know your thoughts once again just to reiterate it's not hate towards people watching it no. because i understand it's not you like it's not anyone's fault other than the people who are making money off this absolutely yeah so it's not the big message isn't don't watch the films it's just a question of like how do you make these films how do you make them better mm-hmm. so if you do have a thought on that please let us know like i say linked below it's an interesting topic where i do think we are at a turning point and this might be the the tip of the this iceberg podcast. yeah this podcast will change things change the world no i mean like true yeah crime i and agree jeffrey dahmer and like... especially with more criticism of and I, again i think it's interesting how i feel on this the <laughs> my feelings are interesting <laughs> um i think it's an interesting discussion with the you know the makeup tutorials to the crime <laughs> yeah. you know like the true crime makeup yeah. tutorials and i'm like but that's someone's living. Like, uh-huh. that's someone's living, so I kind of get it. But also, yeah. is it right to, <laughs> as you're doing your highlights, to be like, and then she was stabbed five times by her husband. Like, and decapitated. I, she was decapitated, girls. Don't do it. And also, by the way, this is NARS. <laughs> I think it just feels a bit... It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. interesting because I don't know if I blame them, but someone's to blame. Absolutely. Society. <laughs> Always society. Always society. Anyway, thank you so much for listening once again. Bye-bye. Bye.